Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes and the complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. And this is episode 84, Things That Have Been Annoying Me Lately. Hey, everyone. I am excited to be back. I initially wanted to say that I'm sorry (laughs) because I said I was going to be here every week and that hasn't been happening lately. And then I remembered something I'd heard from Mel Robbins, who wrote The Five Second Rule. And if you haven't checked out that book or her TED Talk or any of her information, I highly recommend it. But she talks about how we need to stop saying we're sorry so much and we need to say thank you. So I'm going, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I haven't been here for the past couple episodes, I'm going to say thank you for continuing to listen, even though I haven't been here as promised every week. So I appreciate that reframe in how to communicate because I think a lot of times we have heard the stop saying you're sorry, stop saying you're sorry. But the idea of stop saying you're sorry, and instead of that, say thank you was a real aha for me, because a lot of times we have a hard time changing based on how it affects us. (laughs) So I know I shouldn't say I'm sorry, because it diminishes my power, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I think it was more motivational for me to change that habit. Because when I say I'm sorry, it takes away from the gift I'm giving the other person. So last week, a friend of mine was hosting me at a book party, and she had invited me to come over early for lunch. And we both got there a little late, we were both kind of rushing around and here she was had to come up with lunch. And my first reaction was to say, Oh, I'm so sorry that you're making me lunch, I should have brought my own lunch. And then instead of saying, Oh, I'm sorry, I said, Thank you so much for making me lunch. Like this was so nice to be able to have lunch with you this way. And in saying thank you, I was able to give my appreciation, she was able to take my appreciation and feel good about herself that we were able to enjoy lunch. And had I said, I'm sorry, I would have been like, Oh, I'm sorry, that you had to make me lunch. And then she would have jumped in to try to save me and make me feel better. And the whole gratitude piece of I'm really thankful that you're here and you made me lunch would have been lost in the sorries. So I really like that example. It really took it home for me on how powerful this is. So that's my tidbit. I want you to practice that this week. See if you can make that change and take that pause in. So in the spirit of being really transparent on doing it every week, It's probably not going to happen. So I need to be honest with you all that this podcast is going to be coming out twice a month. And I'm going to be doing regular podcasts twice a month. And that is something I can commit to. Because I really want to get back into writing and doing more blogs type long form articles. So I'm going to be doing that. And I'm also if you're not familiar with the website medium.com, I suggest you check that out. I'm going to be I'm going to be over there, but also there's a number of great writers on that site that really have some interesting articles and great wisdom. So if you are a reader and like blog type articles, head on over to Medium and, and check that out because I really highly recommend it as a thing that's that's kind of cool. Okay, so today the theme is things that annoy me. And <laughs> it's an odd theme for me. I don't really like to tap into the things that annoy me. I, I, I just don't like to do that. And I'm finding that the reason I don't like to do that is because one of the things that annoys me is the phrase, you know, be positive. And I've talked about that here on this podcast before. There's a lot of things in my industry lately that have just been really rubbing me the wrong way. And so they've been making me feel kind of quiet and small. And so instead of continuing on that quiet and small 
mantra, I kind of wanted to to air them and see if you guys agreed with me or felt the same way or were equally annoyed or maybe it's just me. So it was just kind of throwing them out there in, in a way of kind of clearing the air for myself and also just to get the feedback from the group to be like, hey, yeah, I'm totally annoyed by this too, or you're being overly sensitive, which I could own that, um, all that sort of stuff. So Lately, it's been what's been annoying me is I've a and I wrote down a list <laughs> of all the things that have been annoying me. So that was cathartic in and of itself. So I'm not going to get to all the things on my list because there are quite a few, but I am going to get to some of the highlights. And the main one that has really been annoying me, there, there are kind of two that are tied for the top. And the first one is this stuff is simple. And that if only you knew the quick fix and the easy way and the simple methodology, you would be fixed. And so that idea, I think, keeps us really stuck. And it definitely keeps our mongers fired up. Because, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all of those messages, even Medium that I just recommended to you, you know, has the seven ways to feel happier. And, you know, sometimes that those are great and give us some ideas, but other times they just kind of trigger like, oh, I'm just supposed to be kind to myself. Poof, it's so simple. And it's not simple. You know, picking, if you take those articles that say, these are the seven ways to be happier, and you pick one of those and you work on it every day for years, you will become closer to mastering it, but you won't have mastered it. And so that idea that we need to constantly be making these quick, easy changes, and that there's something wrong with us if we can't, is keeping us stuck in this anxiety and overwhelm. You know, so much is coming at us on a day-to-day basis. I, I've been doing these book talks for my The Happier Approach book, and just watching these women that are coming that are exhausted and overwhelmed, and, you know, so much is coming at them from their kids to Facebook to Instagram to to the PTA newsletter to where they need to volunteer to their jobs. I mean, it's just overwhelming hearing their stories. And and then on top of that, it's supposed to be simple <laughs> for you to make changes in your life. And it's not. This is very complex stuff. And so I even hesitated. And when I wrote my book, you know, I have this simple met- methodology. It's just ask. And you just do these three simple steps, and it'll be really easy. And that is not how it works. It takes diligence and time and looking at it in different ways, and there's complexity to it. So nothing in life is simple, not, you know, we look at all the world's problems, and all the stuff that's going on in racism and conflicts overseas and conflicts in our own country. And we don't look at those and say, oh, those would be simple to solve. No, they're very complex, because they involve human beings who are thinking and feeling and have stories and all kinds of stuff going on in their psyche. Same is true for the personal development stuff. It is not simple. And we need to stop this myth that it is, because we use it to beat ourselves up even more. So that's the number one. And number one A, so the close second, is the phrase, change your story. And that idea is that if I have a story that I'm telling myself over and over again. So think of the idea of, so a lot of us have like money stories. So I'm never going to have enough money for retirement could be a story you're telling yourself. And it's a phrase you repeat over and over again. I'm just never going to have enough money for retirement. I'm always going to have to be hustling and working. I'm never going to have enough money. 
And so that idea, and if you go to certain life coaches or therapists even, or read any personal development, they'll just say, well, change that story. That story isn't serving you, move on. And that sounds great. In the moment, I probably can move past that and be like, wait, that's a story and I need to move past it. But I think we need to unpack those stories. It's not a, your brain is not a flip, you know, it's not a switch you flip. It is, there's a lot more to it. So where did the idea of I'm never going to have enough money for retirement or come from? And what's underneath that? I don't deserve money. What are my issues around money? Where do I, what did I have money growing up? What did that look like? You know, and there's a lot more to it than just change the story, flip that script, that it's going to be something else. Because it's not that simple. And so again, when we can't change the story, or when that story comes back, and we're like, no, 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 last week, I changed that story. You know, last week, I told myself to stop thinking that. So why am I thinking it this week? Because you're human. And that's what happens. The overarching theme of my work, of the happier approach, of the live happier philosophy, is that we need to figure out how to trust ourselves. And the idea of it's simple or change your story pulls us out of our trusting of ourselves. It stops us from trusting ourselves because I can't trust myself if I have these freak, freaky stories I'm telling myself. Like, I can't trust myself. So to recognize, no, I do have these stories and they are a part of me and I need to figure out how to do the world with this story. How do I do the world thinking I'm not going to have enough for retirement? I got to figure out how that story is serving me, how that story is not serving me and how I can move beyond the story. But it's not just flipping the switch and changing the story. It's moving beyond it. And that takes a little unpacking. So those two go together because they both have run in the same vein of, oh, it's just simple. Now, you've definitely heard me talk about be grateful and think positive and how those drive me crazy. And I think I've devoted the whole podcast to those two. So I won't go into that. But the last one, because I, I like keeping these episodes short, the last one that I want to say is a phrase that I find myself saying a lot to myself and also to other people. And I even know the damage of the phrase. And it's the phrase, at least. And we use it in, it, it kind of goes with the, phrase, with the be grateful and think positive, because it's a way to keep us out of our thoughts, is the idea of at least. So I can go to someone or I'll say to myself, oh, I don't really want to go to work today, or I don't really want to, you know, go to this event tonight. And then it'll be like, well, at least you can drive, or at least you have a job you can go to. At least you, you know, get to come home and do nothing for the rest of the weekend. Or at least you have the finances to be able to do this. Quit your complaining suck it up, buttercup, let's keep going. So that idea of, you know, at least keeps us uh, stuck in, again, not trusting ourselves, because I have to cut off the rest of the sentence when I'm like, well, at least it's like a hard stop. And so it's telling me that whatever I'm thinking is wrong, whatever I'm doing is incorrect. Instead of saying, wow, I don't want to go to work today, but this and this and this is going to happen at work. And that's pretty cool. Or I don't want to go to work today because I'm really scared about this meeting with my boss. Wow, let me look at that. What's underneath that? What can I do to make that meeting less scary? Not, well, at least you have a job. So don't even think about the fact you have this uncomfortable meeting. Just keep plowing through. 
And see how, see how the phrase at least keeps us from trusting our experience and trusting what's going on. And I think that is the main reason that the monger takes control is because if we don't trust what we're really feeling, then we can let this voice kind of run the show. And when we start trusting of, no, wait a minute, I'm scared, and that's okay, or I don't want to go to work today, and that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm a miserable person who hates my job. I just would rather stay home on the couch today. It's raining. It's gross. I want to stay home. That's fine. We don't need to be judging everything all the time. So that idea of making sure that we're giving ourselves the full experience of what's happening and not chopping it with at least... And we do it to our friends too. They'll come to us with a problem and we're in the spirit of trying to make them feel better. We'll say, well, at least, you know, your husband loves you or at least you have two great kids or whatever we're saying is in a way to be like, what you're feeling isn't valid because you have this other good stuff. Let's look over here at the good stuff. And so that's what we do anytime we're pulling ourselves out of the process of what we're really experiencing is we're like, look over here, this is going to be great. And we skip over the stuff that's uncomfortable and that gets us into trouble. So those are some of the things that have been annoying me lately in my industry. I want to be talking more about that stuff because I really think it's a danger um, in help in preventing people from really being able to move past some of their patterns. It's and the stuff that I talk about is more complex and it is heavier and harder and more challenging to do. Absolutely. But it does make real change. It does really work. And I think that the change your story and, oh, it's just so simple, really keeps us stuck in these ideas that this is easy to do, and it really keeps us cut off from ourselves. And the whole point, I think, of personal development and self-help is that if, if I'm more connected with myself and I can trust my process, I spend less time spinning out on my process, and I can better serve the world. And I think that's the whole point. When we're stuck in it's simple and just flip the script, it, we get more mired down in our own crap. And when we do the work, we can then better serve the world. So with that, I will step off the soapbox. <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening. It feels good to kind of share that stuff. And I would love to get your comments, whether you send me an email, nancyjane at live-happier.com or comment on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to hear from you on your thoughts or things that have been annoying you too uh, in the self-help world would be great to hear from you. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every other week. Questions, you can email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at nancyjane underscore livehappier. And until next time, here's living happier. <laughs>